This is Brian Kaplovitz, and you're listening to the Speaker Match Radio Series, Success Strategies for Speakers from the Pros. This is a live show where we interview top experts in the speaking industry and business to provide emerging speakers with marketing strategies and other business-building advice. If you're listening live, you can participate in this call online right now by going to speakermatch.com slash radio. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Brian Kaplovitz, your host, and our guest today is Ford Sakes, who is a certified speaking professional with the National Speakers Association, and I think it is safe to say at this stage of Ford's career, a veteran of the speaking business. He has been in the trenches at least since Speaker Match has been around, and we've been at this for 16 years now. And as a successful entrepreneur for 25 years and after selling millions of products and services, often from the speaking platform, Ford really has some great insights for us today. And specifically, we're going to be talking about growing your speaking empire with multiple streams of income. But let's first face the fact that making it today in business is tough. And in order to expand your position or dominate your market, you've got to have the right expertise. So I hope you are ready to take notes because, like I said, Ford's got some really great information to share with us. Let's welcome Ford Sakes to the call. Welcome, Ford, and thank you so much for spending time with us today. Well, thanks, Brian, and thanks to Speaker Match for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Uh, It is really great to have you with us. You have experienced a lot of success throughout your career. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got here? Certainly. You know, that's a common question that gets asked. Uh, You know, it started when I was successful in business and I've had several businesses and I invented some products and sold them through multiple channels of distribution all over the world. And then people started to come to me and say, Ford, how do you take an idea from a napkin to fruition? And so after about the first two times of telling people how to do it, I said, you know, this is a business, and this is about 25 years ago. So I said, I'm going to start charging for this. So I uh, started doing consulting, and then I started doing my own public seminars. And it was really interesting when I started because when I started, I had no basis. I didn't know what Toastmasters was. I didn't know what the National Speakers Association was. I had no idea. So I started, and I had my first public event, and I charged $5,000 for a two-day event and um, got 65 people to come to the event. And I, you know, I was started my speaking career. I didn't know anything about anything. That was back uh, in the old cassette days with overhead projectors. Uh, so it was in a different era. Some of you have to Google what that means. And it was interesting because then I joined the National Speakers Association. And, Brian, I did everything they told me to do the first year, and I lost money. They said, well, you've got to go out and write a book. You've got to have a demo video. You've got to, you know, do this. And and I just drank the Kool-Aid. You know, I just did everything everybody told me to do, and I lost money. And then after that first year, I said, okay, I'm a smart marketing guy. What did I do wrong? What I did wrong was I didn't treat myself as the product, and I didn't market myself like I would of any of the other things that I was successful at. And once I changed my focus and really treated this as a business with me as the product and marketed, then my success took off. And that's kind of the, how it started. And of course, there's a lot more since then, but that's the basics. 
So have you always had an entrepreneur mindset, or is that something you learned along your way? Well, it, uh, I, I believe it's been developed, and I think it continues to develop. Uh, I, I've had an, a growth mindset, I would say. Uh, you know, the most scary people to me are those that think they know everything, but they don't know what they don't know, and they don't even know they don't know it. So even though I, you know, I appreciate, I, yes, I'm a veteran, and I've been successful in this business, and I've helped so many others reach top levels of success in their business, but I'm still I'm very clear that you know I'm open for ideas. I'm open to learning, like the people that are participating either in this live teleseminar or listening to the replay. I'm constantly going to events and participating, and I'm in mastermind groups, and I've got strategic partners, and so it's an it's an ongoing process. So one of the tips I would say is if you think you know everything right now, you probably need to take a check because there's other people who there's always going to be someone better, faster, you know, smarter, more talented, funnier, and and that's fine. Don't compare yourself to anybody else, but really ask, you know, how can you really add value and are you learning and growing? Because Brian, people say and I have clients and prospects that call me all the time at Prime Concepts that say, "Well, you know, I've got 15 years experience." And I, I just had a call with a guy yesterday, same thing. So I've got 15 years' experience. And I went and looked at this website, and it was terrible. No social media platform, no videos, no nothing. But he was bragging about his 15 years. And I, and I said, so, so tell me, do you really have 15 years' experience or one year that you've repeated 15 times? And there was this long pause. And then he realized that, yeah, he really hasn't grown. And so – you know, and, and same with me. I mean, I go through growth spurts where I, I really create a lot of new things, and then I spend the next couple of years just working on it. So um, I believe I've always had the entrepreneurial mindset, but it really is more of a desire to help people and then also to get paid for it. I believe in prosperity consciousness, and if you add value, you should get paid for it. And there's always something new. Um, you know, people talk a lot about being current and being fresh, but there's also – some time proven strategies for running your own business and for you know, running a successful, sustainable, long-term speaking business. So we all know that hindsight is twenty twenty. What are maybe three tips that you would give yourself back when you were just getting started, knowing everything you know now about the speaking business? Well, I would say, I would say the first thing, is to understand that this is a business and that you are providing a solution. So my first tip would be to really get clarity around what what problems do you solve that people will pay for to make go away. Like what do you really do? In other words, I don't believe that you should book you should promote yourself as a speaker. I don't pro- or an author or a consultant. Now, you, you do, obviously, if you're talking to meeting planners, you want to let them know you're a speaker. Don't get me wrong. But from a business standpoint, I've seen the most success, tip number one, in positioning the solution you have and the business, the, 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 the solutions you, have, you, you provide and the problems that you solve. That's your overarching theme. The packaging is speaking, training, consulting, coaching, virtual training, online programs, continuity continuity programs, membership websites, you name it. The, the, the list goes on and on and on. But really getting clarity, tip number one would be making sure that you have the right positioning and branding in the marketplace so that your identity is more related to the solutions you provide than you just being a speaker. Tip number one. Tip number two would be really getting clarity around your product funnel. 
you know, what, how can people spend money with you? So can they, what can they get for free? What can they get for a low price, medium price, and a high price? And do you really have clarity around that funnel? So tip number two would be really taking a, a strong look at your sales funnels and at your product pyramid, meaning, you know, how much can people spend with you? I mean, I've, had, I've worked with people that, that are $15,000 keynoters, and all they have, have is a $15 book. Well, that's a pretty big gap between $15 and $15,000, and there's probably some things in there that they could provide. Uh, and then you always have to cover that. Well, I don't want to pitch from stage. It's not about pitching from stage. And this, this teleseminar that we're doing, talking about growing with multiple streams of income, we're not talking about – providing solutions that people don't want we're talking about really getting clarity around what do your what does your target prospect need and how are you going to get to them so tip number one was the the brain and the positioning tip number two would be your product pyramid and tip number three would be using the formula that i'm you know known for which is message market and method which is a, a, something very easily that everybody listening to this can use today is getting clarity around your message who you're trying to reach, and how you're going to get it. And that can be applied to a trade show, a speaking event, a public event. It could be a promotion you're doing on LinkedIn. It could be a video series. Anything you're selling, you can go back and ask those three questions. And it's the combination, Brian, of those three things that make it successful. So it's it's not so you can say, yeah, I know my message. Okay, great. Yeah, I know my market. But that it's not about just the message in the market. So, for example, if your message is um, you're going to help uh, banks will say financial services. You're going to help financial services grow, and your market is to go to CEOs, but your method is postcards. You're probably not going to get the result you want because you've got one of the variables messed up. So it's it's not just about one variable; it's about all three in the combination. So those those are my three tips, you know, in that format. But I can certainly go deeper if you want. Uh, we'll kind of play this by ear a little bit and see what our listeners uh, have to uh, – what kind of questions they might have. So if you are listening right now, it looks like we've had a few people that have uh, joined in in the past few minutes. We are speaking with Ford Sakes, who is a uh, a certified speaking professional with the NSA, and uh, he's been doing this for quite a long time. Uh, we're talking about building – a speaking empire with multiple streams of income. So, uh, oh, by the way, if you are listening and uh, you have any questions along the way, you can dial star two on your telephone keypad if you've dialed in, or you can use the uh, buttons in the interface, the, the web interface, if you're connected that way. Looks like most people are connected through the web interface. You can also ask a question using the form online at speakermatch.com slash radio on that web interface. So, Ford, if uh, if someone listening right now is looking to take the first step towards getting more bookings, which is what everybody wants, uh, what would you suggest they do to begin? Okay. This is great. Um, I hope, buckle your seatbelts, and for those of you that know me, you know I'm pretty direct, and those that don't know me, don't blame Brian for having me on the show. If you don't like what I say, don't blame him. Blame me. I'll take it. I don't care. I've got thick skin. All right. So if you really want to get more bookings, let's let's get real here. Let's cut through all the crap and the BS that's out there today. There are so many people 
I mean, I, I, every day, every, it, just like you guys, I, we get emails in our inbox, you know, get more speed engagements, come to this event, do this, do that. And, and some of them are great. But unfortunately, a lot of them that are offering those types of services aren't getting booked themselves. So be careful who you take advice from. That's the first thing. Um, the, you, know, you know, you can't drink from an empty well. If you don't have the expertise, then be, just be careful who you're taking advice from. All right, so how do you get more bookings? Here's what you need to do. Right now, today, make, put it on your action step to go back and review your digital footprint. Go Google yourself, Google your company name, and Google your top keywords. Now, some of you might say, well, I build my business based on referrals. Yeah, you know why? Because you're not going to get any organic business from any other method, so you've had to rely on referrals. And there's nothing wrong with referrals. Referrals are amazing. It's the best way to, to grow a business. Just talk to Bill Cates. You know, he, the, so you can certainly use referrals as, as a medium. But if you want to get more bookings beyond just the referrals because you're great on the platform, go back and look at your digital footprint. Look at your website and look at it through the eyes of a meeting planner. But are you clear on the eyes of a meeting planner? Do you know what age they are, what, uh, how they think, and how they make decisions? I mean, I'm finding meeting planners are typically female, and then this isn't sexist. I'm just telling you what my numbers have shown typically female, under 30 years old, and they're not necessarily experts. Now, certainly I get CEOs that call me and want to get bookings, but a lot of times it's, it's an assistant who's been told, go find the speaker, and so you need to appeal to the influencer and the decision maker. So, so I don't lose you. Tip number one, go back and look at your digital footprint, look at your website, and look at your social media and see if your branding and your positioning and your messaging is clear. Is it clear what problems you solve and why and how to do business with you? I, I had a speaker the other day, showed me his website, and there was no phone number. And I, I said, how do I call you? And he goes, you've got to be kidding. I said, no, take, take me to your website. He had a contact form, but the contact form didn't work. It had required fields that you couldn't even enter data in, and there was no phone number. And he's wondering why he doesn't get any bookings. I mean, sometimes it's that simple. So... If you want to get more bookings, look at your digital footprint and make sure you invest in that. But more importantly, let's go back. I, I missed a step that really comes first, Brian. If you want to get more bookings, you need to get great on the platform. And I'm a marketing guy, okay? I'm the first person to show you a million ways on how to market. But you can't polish a turd. If you, aren't a, if you don't have skills, talents, and abilities for presenting content – in a way that people can consume and understand, forget it. All, you can spend all the money you want on a website, and, and believe me, I charge more than most people, probably three or four times what most people charge to build someone's platform. But if you're no good, if you don't practice your platform skills, your presentation skills, your delivery style, and there's a lot of different styles. I'm not saying just one way. But number one, make sure you're always continually improving your platform and presentation delivery. You can always get better. I don't care who you are. You can always get better on your on the platform. And of course, the better you're on the platform, the easier it is for you to get all the bookings. So number one, I, I want to make sure that that always gets said. And any anytime someone talks about getting more bookings, you have to work on your presentation skills and being able to present. All right. Now, let's go back to the marketing part. So you're going to go back and you look at your website. You're going to look at your homepage. And you're going to see, it, does it clearly represent me? Now, if you want more bookings, you have to have an effective demo video. And demo videos are not the way they used to be. And I don't really like to call them a demo video anymore. I like to call it a speaker preview video. Uh, demo video is 
not really the term I would use. I would use and call it a demo if you want, no big deal. But that video is like a trailer for a movie now. You have to decide, is this video, and my video sucks, so you guys can go watch mine. It's five <laughs> years old. I'm, I'm redoing it right now. Believe me, it, it, on a scale of one to ten, it's a one, maybe. I still get booked. I'm a $15,000 keynoter. I still get booked, but I get booked more from a sizzle reel I put together of testimonials than from my demo video. The demo video that I'm working on right now is storyboarded to tell a story and do it in a way that looks more like a movie trailer, not flashy with a bunch of logos and music, but to really get clarity around how I help. Now, my market that I speak to is franchise organizations and business groups and associations with people that are trying to generate revenue. Any company that has revenue-generating activities is who I speak to. So I'm not teaching on how to handle people with tact and skill and teaching them communication skills. I'm teaching them business and marketing, right? So it's a different market. That's who I speak to. Now, I also have a lot of clients that are speakers, authors, trainers, and experts who've come to me over the years to help grow their online platform and monetize their expertise. So Prime Concepts, my company, provides those services. Now, back to the point here, though. How do you get more bookings? Get good on stage. Fix your digital footprint. That's your basic. And then what are you doing for content marketing? What are you doing to position yourself as an expert? And that's usually the biggest place, Brian, where everybody listening to this call can get better at. How are you taking your expertise and sharing it so that you can get found because the marketplace has changed. Buying behaviors have changed. The way people find speakers has changed. That's why there's so much competition in this marketplace. I mean, the, the National Speakers Association has you know, 35, 4,000 members, but there's at least another 50,000 speakers that aren't even part of NSA. Then you add on all the bloggers, and then you add on all the industry experts, and there's enormous competition in the marketplace right now because, unfortunately, this business is really easy to get into but it's hard to stay in. So the sustainability over the long term becomes positioning yourself as that expert. So, Brian, if you'd give me a minute, uh, is it okay to continue with a little bit of content marketing? Sure, go ahead. All right. So, and again, I hope you guys have questions. Type them in, send it in, hit the star two, whatever you want to do. Ask me your questions because I will be happy to answer any questions that you have. So let's talk about content marketing. What are you doing are you blogging on a regular basis? Are you creating videos? Are you LinkedIn? Are you writing for any third-party blogs? So I'm going to tell you about a close friend and colleague of mine and someone who I've helped grow his business, Shep Hyken, former president of the National Speakers Association and amazing guy, all-around guy. I'm going to tell you exactly what Shep does. Now, hopefully I don't get in trouble for this. I don't think it's anything confidential, but you know, I'm going to give you a blueprint that let's just say it's hypothetically what he does. That way I can't get into trouble, okay? So Shep understood that he could spend two hours a day making phone calls and trying to call associations and meeting planners and ask them how they hire speakers and can he submit and filling out call for speakers. And he could do all the marketing things that people have done for years, dialing for dollars. Or... He could position himself as an expert and really build his content. So now he has hundreds of videos on YouTube. He has a great following. And here's basically a hypothetical schedule for content marketing. Now, 
it's he's very disciplined. He writes and produces a lot of content. But writing leads to wealth. If you want to grow and get more bookings, you have to write more. You have to write more and produce more content. Same thing I need to do. I'm busy with what I'm doing, but I need to be blogging more. I need to be creating more YouTube videos, and I've changed my channels around and, and doing these things. So here's, here's, what, here's what a person could do, similar to what Shep does. On Monday, he does a, a consolidated guest post of the top five articles on customer service because he's a customer service expert. So on Monday, he posts his, his five commentaries on the top news articles in customer service. On Tuesday, he does a podcast. On Wednesday, he does a video of that podcast. On Thursday, he writes a blog post, 400 to 600 words. On Friday, he does a guest blog post. On Saturday, he does a 2,000-word article, 1,500 to 2,000-word article for Forbes, and he gets paid for it. He owns the market. When he, Because he's such an authority now, if he comments on something related to customer service, someone gets kicked off an airplane or re- refused service, and he comments about it, he comes up above CNN, Fox News. He, he's an authority now that he comes up above all those. So he's called for news. He's called for bookings, and it helps him. So now the calls are coming into him because he's created such a platform. So if you want to create multiple streams of income, you first have to identify – your product pyramid, what, what are people willing to pay for and what makes the most sense to produce? Don't just produce a bunch of content without knowing what your plan is. But if you really want to get more bookings, take a, take a, a, a fresh look at your marketing because most of you, and I, ha- I can't see the list of attendees on the line, but knowing the people in the National Speakers Association the way I do and in the other areas that I speak in when they come to me, they're a little bit and when they really take a fresh look at their website and their footprint and their marketing and their messaging and their lead magnets, they're not even building their list. They're not community. There's just so many things that they could do in much easier format. Now, for those of you that might get overwhelmed, you're thinking, God, that guy talks so fast. Keep it simple. Your job is to communicate value to the right people. So if you're not getting the bookings you want, A, you're either not position yourself in front of the right people or sending the right message. So it's either you have the wrong people or the wrong message or the wrong method. Brian? Sorry, I'm just with me? I'm looking through some I'm I'm here. I'm just looking okay. through some questions. Sorry about that. Um No problem. So it looks like we have a few people that have submitted questions online. Sure, any questions. Um, Go ahead, and give me the question. I'll I'll try to give them in sound bites, and we'll cover as many as we can. Uh, first one is from Patrice in New York. She wants to know, in your opinion, what is the most efficient way to build her tribe prior to selling her online product? Okay, so I'd have to know more about Patrice, about what her market is, but let's just – if she wants to build her tribe, what I recommend is a lead magnet. And a lead magnet is something you give away for free, and I'm sure people have heard the term before. It's nothing new that wasn't invented with the Internet. It's been used for years and years and years. A lead magnet is a piece of content that you're giving away for free to encourage people to consume and share your content. And then to con- not only consume and share, but to actually subscribe. So you're giving away something that's seven tips, three keys, five secrets, 
so it's either ways, keys, secrets, methods, steps, strategies, myths. You're giving away some content which builds trust and credibility. So there are probably people on this line today that don't know who I am. That's great. If they, pay, if they participate in a 60-minute teleseminar and they learn about my expertise, this is, a, this is like a lead magnet. This is me building my tribe. I'm giving value on a teleseminar to Speaker Match, which I appreciate. At the same time, those of you that are interested in wanting to know more about me could easily come to Prime Concepts or call me and say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about building my business. So it's, it's the same way that Patricia's going to do it. She's going to have to be visible and use a lead magnet to build her tribe. That's the first step of the funnel, which is content marketing, creating trust and credibility and social proof, and then making sure you give them some type of an action step to move forward in the funnel. All right. This next question is from Janice in Memphis. And Janice wants to know, how do you define a speaking empire? Okay, a speaking empire would be that you have multiple streams of income and, and a positioning and that you're seen as an expert. And this is, this is a really good point to bring up. In, in um, last year, and I, I was the chair of the Million Dollar Speakers Group, which is the elite of the NSA that make over seven figures. doesn't mean any guys, it's, just, it's not all from speaking. Some people are, but it's a different conversation. And Randy Gage got up in front of the room and he said, Raise your hand if you think you're a thought leader. And, of course, you know, we all make a lot of money, so everybody's hands went up. And he said, now raise your hand if you're an expert. And everybody's hands went up. And he said, look, 90% of you in the room are experts. You're not thought leaders. Now, of course, everybody in the room was like, hey, I make all this money. But I'm an expert. I am very clear I am not a thought leader. I don't move thought in my industry. I'm not the first pe person that people think about when they think about growing a franchise, okay? But I'm an expert, and I get paid a lot of money to do it, and there's nothing wrong with being an expert. So to help Janice define it, start with defining your expertise and becoming an expert. If you want to become a thought leader, that's great. That's the next level, but that doesn't mean you can't make a very sustainable business. An empire means that if you got sick and you couldn't work for 90 days and you couldn't speak, that you're still making money. An empire means that you've got multiple streams of revenue, whether it's licensing your content, doing facilitated learning, uh, you have webinars that you're selling as video training, maybe virtual training, maybe an online platform like I've got one at Business Growth VT, and anybody listening can go take a free course. Business Growth VT, not TV, but virtual training, businessgrowthvt.com, and you can go take a free course and you can see how I have a funnel. Uh, and just, Don't worry, I'm not going to mail you anything, so you're, you're safe there, so you're, you're safe. Um, but, Janice, it really comes down to your speaking, coaching, and consulting. Those are the three main legs. And then if you have any types of other services that you offer, it's not just position yourself as a speaker because if you get sick – you can't make any money, and it's how do you create an empire that, that, that builds and keeps growing. So this is a, a uh, kind of leads into another question. It looks like we have uh, several people that are asking for a little bit more about that, that term, multiple streams of income. What does that mean to you as a speaker? And you know, just maybe talk a little bit about that whole concept. You, you touched on it a little bit about having multiple streams of income, not, not sure. having to actually be you know, at your desk 
working eight hours a day, but you know, talk a little bit about that and what that might mean to a speaker. What kinds of streams might make sense to them? Okay, perfect. All right, so let's nail it down. Take your pens out. Draw a circle like you're drawing an uh, uh, organizational chart and draw a circle and put your name in the top of it and put I'm an expert in and then fill in the blank. So this is this is the participation part of the teleseminar. Everybody grab a piece of paper. If you're driving, obviously don't do that. But circle it and put I'm an expert in and then fill in the blank. Then draw three legs underneath that circle. In the first leg, put speaking. Underneath speaking, draw two more legs and put corporate and association on one side and public on the other side. So you're going to have your expertise. The first leg is speaking with two sub points, corporations, associations, and then public speaking. So if you want to do three, that's fine. I like to put corporations and associations in one bubble, but if you want three, that's fine. So, Brian, we have the main topic, a sub point called speaking, and underneath speaking, you've got corporations, associations, and public events. Now, going back to the top one, the main, talk about the, the, the main box at the top or main circle. I want you to draw another sub-point underneath your main point next to speaking, and I want you to call it coaching slash consulting. And that's one-on-one consulting. That's time with you where you're spending time with your prospect delivering value whether it's uh, annual coaching, monthly coaching, hourly coaching, whatever it is, it's still time for dollars, but it's a revenue stream. Now, I want you to draw another circle underneath the main theme at the top, next to speaking, next to consulting, and I want you to call it products. Under products, I want two sub-themes, which is going to be physical and digital. I still believe in physical products. People still buy books. People still buy tangible, physical products products. Yes, digital is better and it's easier to distribute and you don't have the overhead and a garage full of product. I get it. But tangible products sit on people's shelves, keep you top of mind, and still add a lot of perceived value. So don't just discount it and think, oh, it's the age of the internet. We don't need to do that. Depends on your market, of course, but recommend that. Now, the next branch, so you've got speaking, with, two, with three subpoints, you've got consulting and coaching, which is the middle point, and then you've got products and physical and digital. Now I want you to draw another arrow, and I want you to put services. Maybe there's a different service that you provide. Maybe you provide assessments, or you do reporting, or you do research, or you uh, do 360s, or you know, there's some other type of service. And someone might say, well, isn't that kind of consulting? Well, yes, it is. It's, it's not the same, though. It's a different revenue stream. Now, for me, Prime Concepts, my services are platform building, marketing campaigns, transforming someone's digital footprint, and that includes graphic design, print design, marketing campaigns, it's done for you services. So those are services that people say, Ford, I don't want to learn it. Don't tell me how to do it. I want you I want you to do it. I'm going to pay you. I want you to do it for me. So you'd have to ask yourself, all the listeners here, what services do people come to you for that if you did it for them? Now, I'm not saying you have to have a bunch of staff. I mean, I've got staff. I'm not saying you have to do that, but maybe you – have the next branch. And the next branch is going to be strategic partnerships slash joint ventures. So 
let's review. You have your expertise at the top. Then on the left, you have speaking with two subpoints, corporations, associations, and public events. Then in the middle, coaching and consulting. Now, I'm more of a consultant. You can call it a coach, whatever whatever sits with you best. Not here to split hairs on semantics. It's just it's it's consulting, right? The next one would be product sales, physical and digital. And products can range anywhere from uh, free to seven figures. So we're not talking just a book or CD here or DVD or digital product. We're talking it could be a whole package, right? It could be a whole transformation package. I've got clients that offer a $20,000 kickoff and $5,000 a month for three years. It's a package, right? And then you have the uh, services, and then you have strategic partnerships or joint ventures. And one of the great things about being a member of the National Speakers Association is the access to other experts. So if you're an expert and you're talking on you know, whatever it is, I don't want to throw anything out there. Let's say leadership, and you want to, then you get people talking to you about marketing, where well, you could strategically partner with someone like me, and I could help you with the marketing aspects and whether you send the client straight to me or whether I do it as a, a service under your company. Uh, so it's strategic partnership. So to answer the question, multiple streams of revenue are taking your content and packaging it in different formats to solve the needs of your target market. Does that make sense? Okay. That makes sense. Uh, if, uh, if you are listening, again, if you'd like to ask a question live, dial star 2 on your telephone keypad or click the, uh, the hand raise button on the web call interface. We have uh, more related questions. So this one's from Jill in Minneapolis. Uh, you mentioned that you have an assistant. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how you use an assistant, how you use technology? And in general, how do you manage all the activities and income streams with a busy travel schedule? Excellent. Great question. Uh, so, so you need to think about your business model and your revenue model first. Uh, and it, it, again, I'm, t I'm answering questions without having all of the details that a person might have, so I'm going to do the best at guessing at what the question is. So I actually have staff. Uh, I have I have eight people working for me. They're in my building. I have a 5,000-square-foot office, and I pay payroll. Now, a year ago, I had 25 people. My overhead was $150,000 a month just to break even, and I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, yes, I've had bigger companies where you know I had 100 employees, but for a speaking business, 25 was quite a bit, guys. This is not normal, and my overhead was so high that I was taking on any project I could just to make sure I could make payroll, and it, it sucked. It, my life was not good. Uh, so a year ago, I refocused because of my mastermind group saying, Forgers, this is crazy. Take a look at your own business, and I restructured. So what I would first say is, I'm not telling you to go out and get a bunch of people. I'm saying figure out what your model's going to be. Don't build your business just around speaking. And as far as assistants are concerned, the first person you should always make sure you have is a salesperson, which should be you. You should be your salesperson. Don't think you're going to hire out selling. Don't think you're just going to hire someone to book you. Even if you have an agent, and there's several good ones, that I could name in on this call that I believe are great agents that go out and promote people. Uh, Krista Haverstock, C Agency, there's, there's several that, but they, they're not looking, don't contact them and say, well, Ford said to call you. Don't. They get, they get probably solicited more than they want to know. But my point is an agent gets 
of commission of everything that they sell. A bureau only gets commission off of what they sell for you, so it's different. So I do work with a lot of bureaus. As far as a, 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 a virtual assistant, you have to ask yourself, what tasks could they do that I can justify? A lot of my speaker clients use a virtual assistant to work with booking details and content marketing. They 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 supplement the content marketing. They don't write it and do all the work for the speaker. They supplement it. Like, for example, Shep. His secret weapon just happens to be his wife. And what she does is she aggregates the articles on customer service and then sends them to Shep. She looks at the comments on social media and she comments on the ones that she can. And the rest she gives him a master list and say, here, you need to answer these questions on Facebook, answer these questions on LinkedIn, answer these questions on YouTube, and submit this. So she's a, a support system to ensure the communication. So a virtual assistant should be an asset, not a liability, and you need to measure it and to make sure that that person is doing it. I know a lot of people have used virtual assistants that are online. I haven't found anybody who's really done that successfully, and if you know someone that's working successfully, send it to me because I would love to use them. But most of the time, I haven't seen that work. It sounds good on paper, but it doesn't actually produce the results it's supposed to. So you know, if you use someone from the Philippines for $5 an hour, it might do some research for you, but it's not going to help you significantly in your business. Uh, so it really comes down to your revenue model first, really looking at your business and looking at what's lifestyle friendly. And I think that that's something I'm, I'm glad that we still had some time to talk about this, Brian, because there's a lot of different ways to grow this business. I'm not saying that everybody needs to do public events and everybody has to do X, Y, and Z. What I'm saying is, if you have a body of expertise, which I'm sure all of you have or you wouldn't be on today's teleseminar or listening to this, you really need to look at what's lifestyle friendly for you. So I'm 55 years old right now. I only want to travel two, three times a month. I'm not looking for 120 bookings like I used to do. You know, I used to do 120 bookings year in and year out, and I was on the road all the time. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, I've got clients like Chad Hymas who does over 200 dates a year. He loves it. He loves to be on the road. He's got his own jet. He, he travels everywhere. That's great. That's not my lifestyle. I like to speak, and I like to sell products at the back of the room, create revenue. I like to ride my bike, and I like to go to CrossFit, and I like to have, you know, my own projects. So my style is different. I definitely understand this business well enough to know that all of you have a different style. So multiple streams of income, you should all have them, but to what percentage depends on what you like. Like I've got a couple clients right now that don't even want to speak. They just want to do virtual training, and they're doing a very nice job with just virtual training. They're not even on the road anymore. They're doing, they're doing free webinars, upselling to a paid online training system, and creating a nice living. So it's lifestyle-friendly revenue model and really getting clarity around that. And for those of you listening, if you're listening now and you're saying, I just need clarity around it, this is where the upsell comes in. If you want a session with me, you can go to primeconcepts.com. I offer what's called a business accelerator session. It's $500. And I do a go-to-meeting or a Zoom session, whatever, which one you like. We record it. And then I critique your website, your branding, your marketing, your product, and all the things we've just talked about today. I look at your messages, your market, your methods. I look at how you're driving traffic. I look at your product pyramid. I look at what associations you spoke for. I look at the media publications. I look at your influencers. I look at your speaking. And I look at your structure, your content, and your positioning. And I do that in about 60 to 75 minutes, and it's recorded. 
and it's 100% guaranteed. If you don't feel like you've got 10 times the value, you don't have to pay. Now, let's stop for a moment. We're 40 minutes into the teleseminar. I've delivered great value. So it's not pitching you if I say, for those of you that want more information from me, it's natural. There are people who are going to go after this teleseminar to Prime Concepts and want to um, want to find out how I can help them. Now, I don't sell time, Brian. My, my, I sell one hour, and then it goes to ten grand. I don't sell hours and hours and hours. You can't buy three hours of my time. You can buy one hour of my time. I guarantee it will be valuable to you, or I won't charge you. Then it goes to ten grand, or it goes to a special project, which most of our projects are in the $20,000 range. That's my model. I'm not saying you have to have this model, but because I'm speaking to other experts – I'm not only going to offer you something, and this is this is something that's on my website for businesses. So this is the same thing I offer to franchise organizations. It's the same thing I offer at NSA. It's the same thing I offer when I speak. Is for those of you that want to meet with me and you want my time, it's 500 bucks for the first hour, and then you can decide what you want to do from there. So if you're afraid to offer a solution, or if you're afraid to say I'm going to charge, like I talked to a, a, a nice lady the other day who said she was giving, Brian, she was giving three hours of consulting away. And I said, that's just, that's insane. Don't give three hours. You, if you can't build value in, in 45 minutes, then three hours aren't going to help you. It's kind of like if you go to a seminar or if you're, like if you go to NSA, here's my, and, and I know that this goes out to more people that aren't just in the National Speakers Association, but if you go to NSA and you're in a general session or a breakout and after five minutes you don't think it's, it's very good, I got news for you. Get out of the room and go to a different room because it's not going to get any better. <laughs> I'm sure NSA is going to love me for that, but I don't care. <laughs> they hear things like that all the time. So, uh, yeah. you know, it just it, it gives speakers a reason to make sure that they have a uh, a really great you know beginning to their talk. They need to start off the right way and. Uh, there are a lot of a lot of techniques that you can use to make sure that people know that you are going to be delivering value from the very beginning. And if you only have a short amount of time, you need to make sure that you are making that very clear. So I think that that's a, a very good point, and hopefully a wake up call to some people who aren't doing that. So and yeah, I just don't want people to feel uncomfortable are, about offering something for sale. That's all. I just don't want them to feel uncomfortable because that's usually the question that comes up, Brian. Is how do they offer something for sale? Like I sell at corporate events. I'm not talking about holding my book up from the front of the room, guys. But if right. you deliver great value, people will want more from you. That's all. So uh, for the people that are listening, by the way, like Ford said, he charges $500 for the first hour. You got him free right now if you want to ask a live question. I'll start two on your keypad or hit your uh, – your button on your uh, web interface to join the call and ask a question directly. Okay, Ford, looks like we have a call from a cell phone in Minnesota. Is that right? Yes, it is. Hi, okay. Brian. How are you? You're on. And Ford. Hey, who, do we, who, who are we speaking to? My name is John Gross, G-R-O-S-S. Hi, John. What's your question? Member of Speaker Ranch. Got a question. I feel like a white poodle on a coal bar. I am 70 years old, and my goal is to do some speaking. What is the upside of 70? And I know there's a downside. Can you help me there? Certainly, John. Um, do you have a website, John? No, I don't. But I have uh, okay. 100 videos on YouTube. 
All right, so I'm just going to, while we're talking here, I'm just going to jump over to YouTube. First thing is, what I like about this business is it's timeless. Um, you know, you, you, you know, no matter what age, you, there's a market, there's, there's people who will listen to you. Um, obviously, it depends on what, what your area of expertise is. So what, what would you feel, um, and since I haven't looked at all your videos, what's your area of expertise right now? Sports, sports, sports. I have been in TV sports for 40 years. I've covered three Super Bowls and World Series, and I have uh, 150 stories. I can tell inside stories from, she's um, everybody from Muhammad Ali to Zig Ziglar. Okay, great. Um, so I'm on your YouTube channel right now. You've got 36 subscribers. Your YouTube channel isn't branded. Um, there's some things that certainly you could do. What I would look at okay. is, and, and, and what I would look at is, and, and none of your videos are optimized for getting traffic. So there's a lot of things that, even though you've created all those videos, they're not optimized in a way to actually attract people to you, um, because you've got this this Trevor this, this treasure chest of all this these great stories, right? So yes, what you want to think about, what I would recommend for you, is to first of all. Congratulations! There's no shortage. You can keep doing this for as long as you live. All right, um, it, it's something that's very that, that's very rewarding and, and keeps you very active, and it's great. What I'd recommend you do is you create a word document and you catalog all of your significant emotional events and all of these stories. And it sounds like you're going to have. I mean, if you've been doing TV for that many years, I mean, you're going to have so many that they're going to you're going to constantly be adding. It's going to be a live document that you're going to add to over and over again. I want you to catalog all your stories. Then okay. I want you to go to those stories, and I want you to ask yourself, what point could I make with that story? So just give me one story that's significant. I don't want to hear the whole story, but just give me one synopsis of a story, like someone you interviewed or somebody you knew or something you went through. Kirk Gibson, most valuable player in the 1984 World Series. A okay. year before, so, in 1983, so he was a complete failure. Okay, perfect. So, so you would you would catalog that story, put enough mm -hmm. details in the word document so you know what the gist of the story is, and then you ask yes. yourself, what point could I make with that story? Overcoming change, okay. persistence, motivation, uh, mindset. Uh, you know, again, you'd you'd want to think about what what can what what point could I make with that story? Now, the famous Bill Gove, who's no longer with us, who was one of the founding members of the National Speaker Association, a good friend of mine when he was alive, did a, did a process that was called make, tell a story, make a point, tell a story, make a point, tell a story, make a point. You want to do a keynote? You have three, three to five stories, and you're done, and there's your keynote. And as soon as he told me that, my confidence to go out and do a 10,000 at the time keynote just changed because I was like, okay – I looked at everything differently, and I looked at this really as a business and as a, as a process, as opposed to just talking and telling stories, but how do I make this happen? So for you, I would say catalog all your stories, look at the key points you can make, and then who needs to hear these types of stories? Who will pay for the result of the story? See, it's not the story. It's the result. All communication, the point of everything, written, audible, video, text, the point of communication is the response it elicits. So what's the response you want to elicit? So if you are hired to go speak in an organization or a group and you're going to tell these stories, that's great. It's entertaining. But if you can tie the story to a point or a theme, 
Now you've got a business. Now you've got a model because people will remember the stories long after they'll remember all the points. Does that make sense? That's a great point. And by the way, I, I was uh, went to six NSA conventions, and I was the closing speaker right after Art Linkletter in 1981. Wow, that's that's great. I didn't join until '94, so sounds like you've been around it a long time. I would say number one, you have to give a website. I mean, come on. And I'm not yeah. saying you need to spend 20 grand with me if you want to. I'll certainly help you. But there's a you know you need to build a website because if someone's interested in hiring you, they're going to do what I did. They're going to Google your name and try to figure out how to hire you. So it's an investment and it's something fun and, and it's a business. And then then from there, it's how do you leverage all that knowledge? Because you've, you've got this deep well, but you need to connect it to the market. And that's really what I see. Right. Can I just close the story? And on um, speaking right after Art Linkletter, he got three standing ovations. I was a beginning speaker. I'd given maybe 25 speeches and I bombed worse than the food. It was horrific. And that was the key that made me get into speaking and and was was really the comeback, the the reason for doing it. And oh it was miserable. But that's the way that's the way it is. Well we've all I had we've all had after. those wake up calls. We've all had those wake up yeah. calls. I appreciate you being on the line today. Um thank you for participating. I hope I wish you the best of luck. And if you want one of those business accelerator sessions, go to primeconcepts.com and check me out. Uh, I really you, appreciate that, and thank you. All right, thanks, John. All right, uh, so Ford, we have about ten minutes left. Do you want to? Did you have some uh, something else you uh, really want to cover? Or do you want to handle another question or two from our listeners? I'll take I'll take some questions now. One thing I would tell everybody: don't ever end a teleseminar just asking questions. Don't ever end your talk with just answering questions. So what I recommend is you know, take questions, but always make sure that, the, that your audience knows that you're going to leave them with some action steps at the end. That way they don't tune out thinking that the questions aren't relevant. And for those of you that are still listening, don't tune out because there's still some great things. All right. So, yeah, I'll take a couple more questions if you got one. All right. It looks like we have one more listener on the line with his hand raised or her hand raised. Somebody Go for from- it. I think New London, Connecticut. Who do we have on the line with us? Hi, this is Nancy Butler from Waterford, Connecticut. Hi, Nancy. A uh, question hey, for you. Nancy. Oh, the reason yes. why you want to magnify your posts as far as blogs and social media and make sure you get your keywords and everything out there so that when people are searching, they can find you. But my question is, what can you do to get people to you? other than waiting for them to find you. Okay, perfect. So if if you mute her, that's fine. I have got the question, but I'll keep going with you. There's three ways to drive traffic. All right, if you if you've got the content, obviously you need to use the keywords and it's not the old, keywords now are semantic and contextual. So for example, I wouldn't have Ford Sakes is a franchise keynote speaker who speaks to franchise groups on franchising. That no one's going to rank that, okay? So it's semantically and contextually. Now, there's three ways to drive traffic, Nancy. You create it, you borrow it, or you buy it. You create it by using video marketing, your SEO, social media, leveraging a marketing calendar, using article marketing, and blog marketing. And for those of you that say, wait, he's going too fast, 
listen to the replay, go to speaker match, get the replay, hit pause, make your notes, okay? So drive traffic, number one, created content marketing. Number two, you borrow it. You borrow it by finding people who reach the same market you do. I'm borrowing the influence right now of speaker match. They had me on as a featured guest. I'm doing the teleseminar. I'm providing value. I'm borrowing their influence. I'm reaching people who wouldn't have known me prior to today. If you're in the NSA, if you're in NSA, you probably have heard of me. But if you're not, this is a t- opportunity. So I'm borrowing the influence. That's affiliate marketing, super affiliate marketing, fusion marketing, which just means finding people who reach the same market you do, publicity, and other people's websites. You're borrowing the influence. Number three, you buy it. You're spending money to be visibly placed, whether it's pay-per-click ads, retargeting, banner ads, print ads, direct mail campaigns. You're paying for it. So it's create, borrow, and buy. What you should be giving away is great content, compelling content, with an action step. Where most people fail in answering your question, Nancy, to how do you get the people to you, is you have to give them a specific action step. There has to be something that says, so, like, for example, my action step was if you want more information, go to primeconcept.com and let's have a business accelerator session. I'm giving you the next step. I said you could go to Business Growth BT and take a free course. So I've given you two different ways to take you from a listener to an active prospect. Now, I'm not going to solicit you guys. Just chill out. But, but I need you to understand that's how you do it. So if you've got content, Nancy – you need to make sure that you're not just giving away the content. That's great. And just like the, the, um, John, I think it was John who had the YouTube channel, great. So I'm glad you've got hundreds of videos. But if you're not telling them what to do when they're done, they're gone to the next thing. Their phone rings. They have to clean their sock drawer out, whatever. They, they, they're not going to pay attention. People on the Internet are like wandering monkeys on crack looking for a banana. They don't pay attention. They have short attention spans, and they're on to the next thing. So, so you know, you, you've got to be able to tell them exactly what to do. Like, I've got 300 products. I'm not talking about 300 products on today's teleseminar. I'm talking about one thing. You want to do business with me? Probably have a business accelerator call. Or if you want to have a project, let's talk about what your needs are to see if it's even a good fit. So it's – so for you, Nancy, uh, you know that's what I would say. If you, you, if you want to build your tribe, you have to have a way to capture the lead and capture the list, whether it's AWeber, Constant Contact, Infusionsoft, um, Vertical Response, MailChimp, whatever the service is that you're using to capture names and to communicate. Okay? All right, Fort. Uh, we do have somebody else with their hand raised, but uh, I'll let sure. you go ahead and uh, well, uh, we can we can take that or uh, yep, we can take it. I'm looking at the time. I got four minutes. Yeah, we're we're good. Let's see if I can do it quick. Let's right, we're do good. it. Okay, this is Mary on the line with us. Hey, Ford. First of all, thank you. Your information has been fantastic, and I'm encouraged because I'm doing some of the things that you've talked about. So that's a plus. Um, my question is actually in using something like LinkedIn, and of course I'm talking about the free version because uh, we're not, I'm not in the space yet to be able to, to afford the pro version of that, but how effective can something like that be in seeking out people like event planners and things like that? Is that something that you should be putting a lot of time into or should you be concentrating your efforts more on the other things that you mentioned? Okay, so Mary, what's your last name? It's Bontempo, Mary Fran Bontempo. Can you spell it for me real quick? Yes, it's B as in boy, O-N-T-E-M, 
P is in Paul O, just like it sounds, Bon Tempo. Okay, got it. All right, so let's go take a look at your, your – uh, okay, so I've got your picture here on LinkedIn, author, speaker, humorist, not ready for granny panties, the woman's book of dirty words. Okay, that's you, right? That's me. Okay, so here's the first thing. Number one, every prospect you deal with, you should be connected with on LinkedIn. Uh, it looks like you've got some good LinkedIn connections, even with the free version. So here's what you can do. First, if you identify your market. So I'm going to give you an example with the time purposes. I'll try to go through this succinctly. If I want to get hired for community banks, I go to LinkedIn. I do a search for community bank CEOs. Then I send them an email. Now, I do pay for the $97 a month for LinkedIn because it gets me business. So you, while you're doing the free things, you can use it to research. You can use it to connect. You can use it to enhance your profile. So right now, um, have you been speaking for a while? I have, yes. Okay, so one thing I would like recommend you do, and these are for your others too, because we've got about two minutes left and I want to stay on time here. Mary, go to my LinkedIn profile. Scroll down on my LinkedIn profile. Look at how I've enhanced it by using previous speaking co uh, contacts as my his job history. That gets the keywords in my profile and makes me be able to get found. So LinkedIn is a database. So I'd end it with this, Mary. All social media websites are databases. LinkedIn's a database, Facebook's a database, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, they're all just databases. You should have your profile enhanced and you should use it to get research people, connect with them, and communicate with them. That's the short answer in the short time that we have today. Thank you, Ford. Appreciate LinkedIn. your help. Link, link, LinkedIn is every, everybody on this call. LinkedIn and YouTube are. The, if you're an expert, author, trainer, speaker, uh, LinkedIn and YouTube are the two biggest places you should be. If you're doing business to consumer, like you're doing yoga or healthcare or nutrition, then Facebook's obviously going to be a big one still. All right, Ford. If someone needs your help in growing their business, how do they connect with you? I would have them go to PrimeConcepts.com. Or if they want to go to primeconcepts.com forward slash business hyphen accelerator, that's where they can go to easily get to the accelerator where they can get a one-on-one -on -one session with me. They can fill out the audit on the homepage at primeconcepts.com, and I'll be able to get the lead too. But I really appreciate being part of this today. Uh, Brian, thanks for putting this together. Well, thank you so much again for joining us, and I'll give you one more chance to kind of wrap it up. All right, so here's what I would recommend. Take a, take a fresh look at your business from the eyes of the prospect. Don't stress about all the things you could be doing and didn't do. Let it go. Just focus on what can you do today. Work where you are with what you have. Work with the resources and grow. You can learn from other people and you can compare yourself, but don't let that stress you out. I know I'm not as funny as Tim Gard, and I'll never be as funny as Tim Gard. I know I don't do leadership like Mark Sanborn. I don't do customer service like Shep Hyken. I don't care. I can still learn. I don't have the platform presence of Patricia Fripp, and I, I say stuff and things and things that just make her, her skin curl. So, you know, be who you are, who you're seeing right now on the, and who you're listening to. This is who I am when I'm consulting. This is who I am when I'm on stage. Be who you are grow your business, add value, and have a lot of fun doing it. 
All right. Thank you again for joining us, Ford. Hopefully some people will get in touch with you. And uh, if you're listening, we do have a replay page at speakermatch.com slash radio. And in the show notes, we have uh, Ford's contact information so that you can get in touch with him as well. Once again, that's primeconcepts.com, primeconcepts.com. If you listen to other podcasts, you're probably used to hearing requests for iTunes reviews. And these reviews are so important because it's really the fuel to bring on great guests and build your audience. And if you value today's call or any previous interviews you've listened to, I'd really appreciate it if you could take just a few minutes to go onto iTunes, search for Speaker Match, and click the Review tab. Just let others know what you think. It would really mean a lot to us. Until next time, this is Brian Kaplovitz, and thank you again for joining us. Thanks for listening to this installment of the Speaker Match radio series, Success Strategies for Speakers from the Pros. Speaker Match is the leading provider of tools and services for emerging professional speakers. You can find more information about Speaker Match at www.speakermatch.com. Our toll-free number, if you prefer to reach us by phone, is 1-866-372-8768. International callers can reach us at area code 512-372-8768. Thank you again for listening, and we wish you the best in your speaking career.